first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT. And he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What is going on, Colts Nation, and welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Well, the 10-4 and 4 Indianapolis Colts have won three straight now. They head to Heinz Field to face off against the 11-3 Pittsburgh Steelers, once 11-0 Pittsburgh Steelers, and now losers of three straight after their loss against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday Night Football. So in order to really preview this game right, I had to bring on another YouTuber. He covers the Steelers, Mr. Joey Wagner himself. Joey, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, how are you doing? How are you feeling about the team so far now through 14 weeks? And how are you just doing personally through everything going on in the world right now? Well, I'm doing really good right now. Uh, last week's game against the Bengals wasn't pretty. It was awful. I can't believe the Steelers lost on the road to a third-string quarterback and a two-win Bengals team. But it could be a lot worse. <laughs> We're 11-3. and We have a playoff spot clinched. And if anyone would have said, hey, through... 15 weeks, would you take being 11 and three with a playoff spot clinched? And I'd say, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of jealous of you guys already having a playoff spot clinched at this point. I mean, the Colts are only one game behind you guys, but like just the ASC is so good right now outside of the four divisional leaders. Like there's so many potential things that can happen. You might get to 11 and five and not make the playoffs. That's how good the AFC is right now for those wild card spots. So, yeah, let's just kind of dive into this game a little bit, Joey. And I'll kind of pull up some stats here for this game. So right now, the Colts sit at two-point favorites. I think the Steelers before that Bengals game were favorites by about three and a half points. So that game really kind of changed the, the shift a little bit in kind of some of the, the national media's thoughts on this game. But we'll dive right into the Colts offense real fast and then some of the Steelers' defensive statistics as well. So the Colts come in right now. Eighth overall in points per game, averaging 28.5, 12th right now in total yardage per game, ninth in passing yards, and 15th in the rushing yards. And so, you know, the Colts offense, the last couple weeks especially, I know they haven't played the greatest defenses the last three weeks, being the, you know, the Heat, the Texans twice, and then the Raiders as well. But this Colts offense is humming right now. And they're not just, they're not just humming on one side, they're humming running the football, and they're also humming throwing the football. Phillip Rivers has been really efficient, has taken care of the ball. He has 22 touchdowns to only nine picks right now in the season. So I'm curious for you, kind of looking at this defense for the Steelers, you know, some injuries for you guys had Devin Bush, Bud Dupree obviously out for the year with ACLs and some other guys as well. And right now, but right now Pittsburgh still is really, really good in terms of points allowed per game they're only allowing about 18.9 that's good for second in the league and they're also only allowing little under 300 yards which is good for second in the league as well so this Pittsburgh's team even though the defense has been struck with some injuries and that game against the Bengals wasn't pretty by any stretch of the imagination this defense still has some really really good players on it so my question to you Joey from a Colts standpoint how do you think the Colts can go about attacking? We'll start with a passing game. How can the Colts, Phillip Rivers, all those guys on the offense and the offensive line really 
I don't know what to say exposed because it's hard to do that, obviously. But how do they begin to attack this really, really good defense of the Steelers? Well, that's a really, really good question. The Steelers are a great defense, and I'll even say this against uh, during this three-game losing streak. If anybody in Steelers Nation pins these last three games on the Steelers defense, then they're not watching the same football game as I am because the, the last three weeks, they've played very well even though they've lost, uh, for example, last night, uh, Bengals had 17 points in the first half, but all of them came off a of Steeler turnovers where they had a short field. Mm-hmm. Steeler defense pretty much only gave up a, one long touchdown drive the whole game. And I, I'd say with the Steeler defense, really the only way I'd say to have any success against them is if you can run the ball. That's really the only way. You're not throwing against this Steeler defense. Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson are two really good corners on the outside. And then in center field deep, you have Minka Fitzpatrick. So passing game, I don't think there's going to be much opportunity there. But with the teams that have had success against us, they've been able to run the ball. And that was Earlier in the year when we had our top nose tackle out, some teams were able to run the ball on us. But other than that, that's really the only success I've seen anybody have against the Steeler defense. They, they are a top, top defense in, in this league. And, and no matter how bad the Steeler offense plays, this team has a chance every week because of the Steeler defense. That kind of sounds familiar a little bit to the Colts early on when their defense was just on a tear, right? The offense wasn't keeping up. Like that Cleveland game, for example, and the Baltimore game, two of your division rivals. The Colts were in those games thanks to their defense, but their offense just wasn't doing anything to help them. So I totally understand the frustration there when your defense is balling out, but your offense just can't help them at all. And it's like, okay, there's only so much our defense can do before they're going to allow good players to score. You know, it's just it comes to that point where it's, it's the NFL. You can't hold these elite offenses forever. Um, and I totally understand that. Totally get where you're coming from. But you mentioned running the football. Now, the Colts kind of started the year really the first, I would say, three quarters of the year struggling to run the football a lot. Um, Jonathan Taylor obviously being thrust into that role really in week two, being the starter in week two there after Marlon Mack went down in week one against Jacksonville. And he had a really good game in week number two. He had over 100 yards against the Vikings, then really struggled for a couple weeks, actually lost some snaps to Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins for a little bit. But these last few weeks, he has been on a tear. A couple weeks ago against the Raiders, had 150 yards and two touchdowns. Really, these last four or five games, he's had 80-plus yards um, in about every game. And he probably could have had more, like in that Green Bay game, for example. If the Colts wouldn't have held 10 times in a row, he probably would have had 150 yards again. But Jonathan Taylor's been looking really, really good. Naheem Hines, I already mentioned. He's more of a receiving back, but he still has had some success recently at running the ball, which is something kind of new for the Colts because we just know uh, he's really good at, at catching the football and getting space. But the Colts have been using him a lot more in that department at actually running the football. So, We saw the Bengals have a little bit of success against the Steelers at running the football, and you mentioned it. How can the Colts potentially expose the Steelers' run defense? Still have some really, really good players, but missing some of your linebackers is really, really big. In your opinion, Joey, how can the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, all their running backs, really maybe 
help this Colts offense do some work against the Steelers defense? I would say uh, just running the ball right into the teeth of this Steeler defense. If you try to go east and west, there's too much talent there and there's too much speed. I, I, I'd say uh, grind it out north and south, get in that I formation and run the dive, run the dive, run the dive. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett sneak every play or something, man. He's had success. He's has like three <laughs> touchdowns. He got a fourth down conversion last week. So maybe that's what they got to do. But yeah, it seems like they've really, really started to do a good job at running it up the middle. Like Ryan Kelly, Pro Bowl center, Quentin Nelson, left guard, Pro Bowl, all pro type of guy as well. So the Colts have some really, really good interior offensive linemen. So I definitely agree. I think they can have some success. We know Cameron Hayward from last year. He really had a good game against Quentin Nelson. But it seems like he's not having, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but just looking at the stats, it doesn't seem like he's having a Cameron Hayward type of year. And I know stats can be misleading sometimes. What has your impression been of him? The past few weeks, I think he's been really, really good. At times, he's been unblockable, but just hasn't been getting the sacks and the tackles for loss on the stats. But he's been really, really good. first year of a new uh, contract extension he signed right Right. before the year began right okay i just wasn't sure yeah stats can be very misleading like the force buckner has only seven and a half sacks but he has like 24 quarterback hits so that tells you right there yeah he he's a beast right now he's definitely the biggest pro bowl snub in my opinion somehow didn't make the pro bowl but that's a whole different podcast that we already ranted on so Okay, so we just talked about the Colts offense a little bit, how they could potentially work against the Steelers defense. It won't be easy for sure. Let's flip the script here, and let's talk about this Colts defense. The last couple weeks, they've kind of struggled a little bit, especially at stopping the pass. You know, the last couple guys, Deshaun Watson, Derek Carr, have had some pretty good numbers now. I would consider them, at this point in their career, like I know Big Ben's a Hall of Famer, but he's having a down year. So I would consider them maybe a little bit better quarterbacks at this point in terms of statistics. Not to say, yeah, not to say Big Ben is, he. we know what kind of quarterback he is. He's a winner. He's, he's such a good quarterback, Hall of Famer in my opinion. But uh, let's be real, this year hasn't been his best year. So what do the Colts have to do to you know, stop Big Ben, stop this offense that's kind of been struggling a little bit. You mentioned it already. They, they struggled again against this Bengals team to score. Seems like they've had a lot of drops recently from the receivers. Uh, James Conner's a little bit banged up. So what do the Colts have to do in terms of stopping the pass, getting after Ben Roethlisberger early, and really uh, you know, making him uncomfortable the entire game? Here's what I'll say about that. No, number one, uh, Buckner can be quite the threat on the Colts D-line because he can get that pressure straight up the middle and push the yeah. pocket back in, in, in the bend. So that can be an issue. But mm-hmm. from what I've seen from the Steelers, especially on offense, is that uh, their coaches and their uh, coordinators, uh, especially Randy Finkner, they don't adjust when they struggle they it's mind-blowing to me but they don't make adjustments that it's sort of like you know insanity where if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result (laughs) that's sort of what 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 it is right now the Steelers have over the last half of the season 
And I'll say they did run the ball better against the Bengals. But before that, a solid five, six weeks before that, they gave up on the run. And it was all short passes, not even trying to throw the ball deep. And they just became way too predictable. So if I'm the Colts defense, that's what the Steelers have been doing the past six weeks. They usually don't adjust or change what they do. So I'd play press coverage and uh, within 10 yards and cut off the short passing game because it's it seems like with Pittsburgh when that's not working their offense is in the tank because frankly they don't try anything else yeah I was gonna point out the statistics like none of them stand out in terms of yardage like 17th in the passing yards per game 31st in terms of running the running the football so yeah, they definitely have been struggling a little bit from an offensive standpoint. So I definitely agree. Uh, and it's kind of crazy the Colts the last two weeks, Houston first and now obviously Pittsburgh. The Colts have played some of the statistically worst running teams. So I think that's big. The Colts are really good at stopping the run. Although they've had some little leaks recently, I feel like, more than normal. Especially last week, it felt like, man, Houston's terrible right now at, at running the ball. So like, why are we allowing you know David Johnson or whoever to run it. it statistically it wasn't that bad it just was like key moments where it was like why why is this happening but anyway uh moving on now so the big thing here that both teams are really really good at joey is turnover differential so the steelers right now are plus eight and that's good for fourth in the league the colts right now plus 12 they are first in the league and that is heads and tails better than they were last year and i think you have to credit just the defense they're just a defense that sometimes they bend but they just commit turnovers they just keep forcing turnovers in every single game it seems like and they don't turn the ball over anymore so I think that's going to be a key battle to watch as well the Colts haven't turned the ball over it seems like I don't even know the last time it's been weeks since the Colts have turned the ball over and they always seem to get a key takeaway or two in the game so that's kind of our look a little bit into this game Joey but before I let you go here man we, we always have to do this we always do this with our guests I got to get your score prediction for this game. And honestly, I'm going to have to think about this because this is going to be, I feel like it's going to be a really, really good game. Even though the Steelers are struggling, we have really, really been bad. We haven't beat you guys since like 2008 or something wow. like that, something crazy like that. Ooh. You guys have had our number for the past decade. But I want to hear your score prediction because, you know, the Steelers, let's be real, they've struggled the last three weeks, especially. They're a little bit beat up, maybe a little bit dejected in certain ways. But also, uh, Mike Tomlin's their coach, and we know he's going to have them. They're going to play mad, I feel like. They're really going to play mad. They've, they've not played up to expectations these last couple weeks. So I'm fully expecting the Pittsburgh team to come out and really play insanely hard like this isn't going to be just like the, the Steelers are struggling they they just lost the Bengals and we can just have this game be easy no I really oh, feel like it's going to be a struggle I'm never going to underestimate the Steelers after what you guys have done to us for the past decade I'm not going to do that so let's get to the score predictions what do you have for this game what do you expect out of your guys and what do you think the final result will be first of all I'll say this I'm shocked that the Steelers came out flat against the Bengals. I thought they would come out with more energy to start that game. Uh, after hearing everything through the uh, you know media and everything this week, I expect them to come out more motivated. I expect them to come out angry. Uh, like I said, you said it right at the start, the you know Vegas line this game went from Steelers being what three point favorites to now two point un underdogs just of how the result went with the Bengals yeah 
Yeah. So it's basically going to be all week, you know, bulletin board stuff. Hey, they don't believe in you. They don't believe in you. They don't believe in you. So they're going to come out angry. Both defenses are really, really good. The Steeler defense, I'd say top two defense in, in, in this league. And the Colts, I'd say top 10 defense, two. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. I don't. It'll be about the key moments, end of halves, end of the first half, end of the game. And I say, this is a, this is a tough one. I've been thinking about it since last night. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with my guys because we have a division to clinch here. And I don't want to go in the week 17 where it's a win-take-all game against Cleveland. In Cleveland, I don't want to go into that point. So I say Steelers 19, Colts 16. Because these defenses are so good, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of the field goal kickers. Because these defenses might bend. But I don't see him breaking. I, I say 19-16. Steelers have a turnover or two. And cross my fingers that the Steelers can have more success running the ball. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a really tough one. Like, poor to me wants to, like, believe, oh, man, the culture is kind of going to come out. Steelers are struggling. But I just can't get away, man, from, uh, you know, a little bit of superstition there, I guess. But, like, we had just so much struggled, especially in Pittsburgh, to win games. But hey, this team has proved me wrong before. And like you said, like you guys are fighting for the division. So are we. So like this isn't a game where we're like, we're completely out of the division. Like we have the same record as the Titans right now. So all it takes is for us to steal one and the Titans to lose. They're playing Green Bay. So there's a good chance that does happen. So I don't know, man. That is, I'm going back and forth on this. I really am. Oh, I, I guess I'll go a Colts win. Like it's going to be so close, I feel like. But I just feel like, you know, Pittsburgh's a little bit, they've been struggling recently. They're they're beat mm-hmm. up. They're on a short week. I think the Colts could potentially steal this one. I really do. No pun intended, but I really think they can. <laughs> I'm not trying to be biased here and throw my bias, but you know, the Colts are healthy now. Like they are so they're the healthiest they've been all year. And I really feel like they know what's on the line. And see, it seems like normally when Frank Reich teams know what's on the line, they come out and they perform pretty well. And also, you know, this defense kind of got shredded a little bit, although they only allowed 20 points. From a yardage standpoint, they kind of got shredded a little bit against Deshaun Watson. So I feel like they're going to kind of find their mojo a little bit again. And this Colts running attack has just been so electric past four or five weeks. I think the Colts can have some success and they can grind this game out. I have a lot more confidence that the Colts can dictate the time of possession in this game because of how well they've been running the football. You know, they went from 21st a couple weeks ago all the way up to 15th in a matter of two weeks. So that just tells you how good they've been running the ball recently. But I do think it's going to be who has the ball the longest and, you know, obviously points as well. So that's going to be tough. But I really think the Colts are going to win a tough one, 19 to, man, 16. So I guess I'll I'll flip it, but I'll just have the ball. (laughs) So it's right there, man. It could go either way. And, like, for any Steelers fans who are listening, like, this – isn't my bias, I promise. Like this is just this is just what I've seen from them the last couple of weeks, especially. You know, this is such a big game for both of our teams. Let's be real. It could go either way. But yeah, I just have comp- more confidence, I guess, in the Colts running game as opposed to the Steelers running game right now and the Colts offense. And I would too. Offense. So uh it's gonna be close. I, I have this feeling it's not gonna be a cakewalk by any stretch of the imagination, but 
Yeah, man. Regardless of what happens, it's going to be a good game. I just have this really good feeling about it. But yeah. All right, sweet. Well, that'll do it for this one. Joey, thanks so much, man, for coming on, talking a little bit about Colt Steelers. I'm curious about, you know, for some of the people who probably are Steelers fans that will come over, and maybe even for some of our listeners, how did you get started in, in the podcasting world? And what made you want to cover the Steelers? Obviously, you've probably been a Steelers fan your entire life. But, like, what inspired you to want to start a Steelers channel? Uh, well, I'm a huge Steelers fan. I've been a fan since uh, Ben's rookie year when I was nine okay. years old. Uh, and when I was uh, little, you know, I would, you know, watch the games and hear the announcers. And I sort of thought, hey, uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Maybe I can do some of that myself. And, uh, and yeah. it, you know, started with, you know, me calling it with the TV on mute. And then, you know, getting a, you know, camcorder and doing the highlights for it. And then it turned into the live stream stuff, baby steps. And here we are. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, it's so cool whenever you're like, you take that passion and you put it into something. And then like, oh, my goodness, people actually want to listen to me. That's so cool when that happens, man. I definitely wish you the best here moving forward. And I always tell our guests this, hey, good luck on Sunday, but not too much luck because I want our team. I want the Colts to win, obviously. But hey, man, I do appreciate you coming on for real. And hopefully uh, stay, you stay safe. You have a Merry Christmas, all that stuff. And you guys can can enjoy the holiday season together with, you know, close relatives, friends, family, whatever it is. Definitely. De- definitely. Uh, you uh, too, Mr. Cody, have a, a merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year. And uh, this is, this is going to be a uh, great one. Steelers play up to their competition. So this yeah. might be the game of the week for this one. I in think the, it, I think it should NFL be, man. Yeah, I can't believe it's still one o'clock at this point. Like this, should I be was shocked too. I don't even know who's who's in the Sunday, but like, I'll tell like, you who's in the. I feel Sunday like we night. should be Sunday night. Like, it was uh, Tennessee Green Bay, the Sunday night game. I mean, okay, that's it's better than the Cowboys or something stupid like that. But yeah, I would think with the Steelers, this would be a primetime game, honestly. But oh well, what can you do? But. Uh, Thanks so much, Joey. Thank you to our listeners, everybody who checked out this episode. Hopefully the Colts can pull this one out. It's going to be a tough one, though. Steelers are still a good team, despite struggling the last couple weeks. But for Derek, for myself, for Joey, thanks guys so much. And for me and and Derek, as always, go Colts. Go Steelers. (laughs) 